Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Another exciting week. Uh, a lot of election talk. Uh, coronavirus talk. The vaccine talk. Overall, an interesting week. I wouldn't say calm, but I wouldn't say bad. Uh, we didn't have a lot of bad Trump news, uh, as far as I can see. We had a lot of rewarding information where he seemed to be getting knocked on his ass here and there. And, of course, the virus news was, the vaccine news was very healthy and very welcome to everyone. So we've got a big night tonight of relatively soft items. We're going to go on this trip this evening to Washington, D.C., to Georgia, South Bend, Indiana, Miami Island, Texas, New York City, Wisconsin, and a city, a little city called Ludosi, 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 hard to pronounce, Georgia. Okay, here we go. I want to talk about the vaccine. I, I, I got to tell you something. Yesterday and today, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I was glued to the TV. I saw, you know, the FedEx trucks leave. They got big trucks with the with the vaccines in them. Uh, I saw them being put on the FedEx airplanes, being flown to. I think the first one where the first plane go that that we watched. Uh, it flew to New York City. Uh, the first vaccines were were given. Uh, at the hospital in Queens that was in the center, in the center of the New York City crisis at the beginning of the pandemic, saw a nurse, a black nurse, properly so, because more blacks have been hurt than anyone else uh, with this disease. The black nurse get the first shot, brought tears to my eyes. It was like, oh, my God, we're winning the war. We haven't won it yet, but we're winning the war. Uh, it's like Normandy. We land on the beach. We're going to get them. Uh, and then this morning, it was New Jersey, Connecticut, and another state where the media was glued to the first shots of this vaccine in those cities at hospitals. And, of course, the first wave of people are the, are the fighters, are the workers, the doctors and nurses up front who are getting the shots, and properly so. And so these people getting the shots. And the reaction was the same. The television announcers had tears in their eyes. Some of the women, tears rolling right down their cheeks into their face masks. The men had tears in their eyes. You could hear a gulp here and there. It was big time. It was rewarding time. It's like, you know, we've got a handle on this war. We're going to beat it now. I hope that is so. There's 3 million doses of the vaccine will be in the United States this week. 3 million. Now... That sounds like a lot. But remember, my friends, everyone's got to get vaccinated. And I think our population is 330 million. But they assume by the end of the spring, we'll have everybody uh, who has received their shots in this country. God bless us all. God bless America. Uh, God bless the companies, Pharma or Dinga or whatever, that, that we're able to put these, this, this vaccine together. you got to believe in science. After this, you've got to believe in science. I equate, I equate the vaccine, the discovery of the vaccine, man landing on the moon, Armstrong, 
man landing on the moon. I mean, that back in the 1960s, you don't know how moving that was. We put a man on the moon. Uh, wild. And it was the same thing. There were tears in people's eyes. It was just a big deal. And this is a very, very big deal. Now we're going to move on. Joe Biden is now legally, properly, officially the president of the United States. Uh, yesterday, uh, each state uh, voted uh, according to the official numbers and elected pursuant to the Electoral College, Joseph Biden as President, Kamala Harris as Vice President. Uh, what's next? Well, what's next is uh, January 20th. Uh, what's re- what are the Repub- Democrat- Republicans rather going to do between now and January 20th? Trump is not going to sit on his ass. Today, he was still saying, he wasn't talking about the vaccine, and he should. He might have a step in the glory because of the way this thing's being whipped out. And he was he was responsible for the organization of getting the virus out, not getting it injected at everyone, but getting it to wherever it had to go. Uh, give him credit for that. Uh, but he wasn't talking about that, something he took out of taking credit for. He was talking about how he got cheated, how the American people got cheated out of the election again. This guy does not stop. And I don't know where the hell he gets his information from, because he kept saying, 250,000 votes in this state, 150,000 votes in this state, 200,000 votes in this state. Do you know, he audited just about all over the place. They didn't find any problems with our election system, whether it was direct, personal, or by mail-in ballot. But he insists and he keeps it up. I, I think we're going to get one last diehard shot on January 20th because either that day or the day before, I think it's January 20th. Uh, we're all learning things, by the way. I didn't know any of these things, and I'm a lawyer. Uh, we're learning all about this stuff now. Uh, the, the House of Representatives has to vote somehow. And if they can screw up that vote, the Republicans, they could perhaps stop Biden from becoming president. I don't see how it can be done. Once yesterday took place and the Electoral College acted as it was supposed to, it's the end of the ballgame. Even Putin sent a note yesterday to uh, Biden saying, congratulations, Mr. President. And I want you to know, by the way, uh, Putin was one of the last world leaders, last to send a congratulatory note letter to Biden. Okay, Would you, while I'm on this, uh, I wasn't going to get into this, but we heard today uh, that Putin's been at it again. He's into he's cybersecurity, he's into our computers, big time. Uh, he didn't say a word about that today. He should have addressed that. He's probably not going to do anything as he did nothing when he took office and became aware, but he didn't believe it. Putin told me he didn't do it. I believe him. Boy, <laughs> is Putin, has Putin taken advantage of him, his friend? Uh, but apparently it's worse than the, the first attack on our, secu- on our uh, Internet computer system. Uh, I, I honestly believe that Joe Biden will do something. You're not going to go and bomb Moscow. You don't do it that way. 
but at least screw up their security, their cybersecurity. I mean, if they can do it to us, we can do it to them. We have this, we have similar nerds working for us. We're just as smart, if not smarter. So something has to be done. But again, Trump didn't mention this. Not one iota today. Now, let's see where I am here. Oh, oh, oh. Why does Trump, I almost forgot this. I deviated from my notes. That's why when I talked about the cybersecurity thing. Why is Trump raising hell about this election yet? It is believed by many that he's doing this for money. Trump started a PAC in his name to raise money to help him, okay, uh, defeat the ballots that had been uh, cast, get the whole thing changed to make him president. He's got all these lawsuits that ended up he had 60, remember? He won one out of 60, God bless him. Uh, But he needed money to fight the legal battles, you know, to get the ballots changed, to prove the fraud in the United States. And this was going to cost a lot of money. Well, it turns out the type of pack he has, and I'm not an expert on these things, uh, is not for that. None of the money is going for that purpose. And what he's done is proper. He's got a pack set up where he can take some of the money as personal funds and spend them as he sees fits. He can pay he can pay his bills, personal bills, maybe buy a suit, I don't know. But he can pay his personal bills with this money, and there's no problem. 50% of the money goes to Donald Trump personally. 40% goes to the Republican Party. I don't know where the other 10% goes, maybe for overhead. But the people, now this is the shame of it all. Already, this thing, this gimmick's been going on for about three weeks. He has raised in excess of $4 million, $4 million into this pack that he has the personal right to, and you know he's going to take it out and spend it, to himself that money. Already he's got over $2 million. And all he did was run this, this pack, as for money pack-wise. And he's getting most of this because the cry is, please send me, and he sends out letters. And he's got a lot of followers. We know this. $35 contribution. He built $4 million on $35 contributions. All right. Now, Washington, D.C., Saturday night, during the day Saturday, Saturday night, uh, we had the MAGA rally, Make America Great Again rally in Washington, D.C. I want to tell you something. I was impressed. I was impressed with the... Trump supporters that were there. The aerial shots in front of the Capitol for a very, very long distance, you can see right down to the Washington Monument, were pretty, I'd say they were about 75% filled with people. That's impressive. Very impressive. There is no actual count. Uh, All the police could say was in the thousands. It was in the thousands. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, everything, the, the, the talks, first of all, let me say it, start it this way. Everything went well till the talks were over. Then as the crowds were dispersing, and there's two sets of crowds, 
There are the, in this group, they're called protesters. The Trump people, the bad people, are called the protesters. Uh, they were Proud Boys, a white supremacist group, ultra-radical right. Uh, Trump's people, unquestionably, they were in their battle guard carrying guns. They were on one side, and the counter-protesters were the good people. <laughs> the blacks, uh, the whites, the religious groups were on their side. And they were okay. They were yelling at each other, but no actual physical stuff. Until the thing was over. Then all of a sudden, there's a fight. Nobody knows how it got started. And it was pretty bad. I think 28, 29 people were arrested. Nine were knifed. Nine. Four seriously. Still in intensive care. Uh, and something like 17 were injured, taken to the hospital, but released. So it was quite a show. Now, it's what was said during the rally. Understand, make America great people again. Trump's people had the microphone, were doing the talking. And people were yelling things out during the, uh, during the rally, supporting the speakers. All right, now I'm just going to share with you. I'm not going to go into this thing, big deal. I've already gone into a big deal, the important stuff to know. But I want you to know what they were shouting and what they were saying. And you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you, okay? First of all, they believe that the election was a disaster. Trump got screwed. The, 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 the Democrats cheated the Republicans. That's why Biden's president. And they said there's only one way to correct this situation, and that's war and recess and secession. War and secession. Sounds like the 1850s in this country. Uh, Civil War was what, 1860, 1861, and the 1850s. Our country was as screwed up as it is today. Uh, every state was fighting over whether it was going to be a slave state. So you had to come into the Union as a slave state or a free state. And they would fight over that because the, the, the group that supported the blacks, the free state people, wanted to control. And so did the uh, anti-black people. Uh, it was votes because once black people were made citizens, they would have a vote. And you've got to control their voting. Otherwise, they're going to control the states and take the power away from the white people. Same problem going on today. Why do you think they're suppressing? Trump was trying to suppress the votes in certain states. He tried to suppress them in those states and in those areas where the black vote was huge. It's the same, it's the same battle. We're still fighting it. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. So they said, war and secession is the only way to solve this thing. Uh, they argued for a and I quote, total meltdown. They wanted to know, quote, where is the military? This is a coup. And we know this was a coup. Trump's been, this is a coup that Trump's been pursuing here. He wants a takeover of the United States government. He sought a takeover of our government. It's sedition. He's, he's that close to the line that he could be arrested. He won't be, but he's that close to the line where it would be treason. And he would call it that way if it was were Democrats saying this, this kind of talk. Uh, now, he, also, they want to destroy. They were screaming out, and they were arguing from the platform. Destroy the GOP. That's a quote. Destroy the GOP. They also said, and I quote, burn, burn, burn the Republican Party 
to the fucking ground. Excuse my language. Burn the uh, Republican Party to the fucking ground. Why? Okay, because they were upset. They were upset that they lost Georgia. They're upset that they had this election coming up January 6th to elect two two people to the United States Senate. Uh, And you've got a Republican governor and a Republican secretary of state in Georgia. How can this be? So they want want to get rid of the They want to kill the governor in Georgia. Uh, These guys are wild on this side. Uh, And they were saying destroy the GOP for that reason. Uh, Some other things were... I told you to destroy the GOP. And they were also booing the Georgia candidates, Loeffler and Purdue, the Republican candidates, President of the United States Senators, running for re-election in a runoff, okay? Now, but they didn't say boo. They didn't boo Loeffler and Purdue, the two Republican candidates. They said they booed the rhinos. R-I-N-O-S, the rhinos, Loeffler and Purdue. Now, I didn't know what rhinos meant. I had to look it up. And quite frankly, it means Republicans in name only. Republicans in name only. And that's not a new term. It's one, apparently, that the conservative, not the radicals, the conservatives, period, over the last 20 years have been using uh, when they thought a Republican was not a good conservative. So he wasn't a good Republican. Now, it's... Anybody against Donald Trump. Uh, And this one goes with war and secession. They also were shouting, and I quote, the South must rise again. (laughs) I don't know whether to cry or laugh. The South must rise again. They want a civil war. And they may get one. This is what's going to happen here. The two sides can be driven here. I believe Biden can handle the thing. It's going to be a wild ride the next four years, however. Now, this is a very important issue I'm going to address now. Since February, when the uh, coronavirus hit this country, I've been talking about it. In the last month, I've written two articles on this, part of my blog, and I think I dedicated a whole blog to it one morning. And what am I talking? I'm talking about starvation in our country. Yes, my friends, we do have starvation. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to. If you're eating, you don't understand how people can't be eating. But if you don't have money to buy food and the kids are starving and it's happening in in this country, they understand. Now, America's stealing food. Americans are stealing food. Some Americans are stealing food to survive. We have supermarket shoplifters. Sounds funny, but it's true. Supermarket shoplifters. This proves that our economy is very bad. You know, Trump says, oh, the economy's great. Look at the stock market. That's 5% of the people. The other 95% don't live off the stock market. And a lot don't have jobs. Uh, Right now in this country, a recent survey showed that 54 million Americans, 54 million Americans are suffering from food insecurity. Food insecurity means they're hungry and they can't get enough food. All right. That number, 54 million, okay, represents a 45 percent increase from last year, from 2019. In other words, there are 45% more people this year than last year 
who are going hungry. I'll tell you this too. Key West, lovely Key West, our rates for the hungry went up. Today, 36% of our people are suffering from food insecurity, which means they don't have enough food. They don't have enough money to buy food to feed their families. 36% in Key West. Uh, Now, why? This has happened because of the coronavirus, people being laid off and all this stuff. There's another reason. It's a big reason. And think of the Republicans. Think of Mitch McConnell when I, when I, say, when I uh, set this before you. There are food programs, major food pro- programs, two federal f- uh, food programs that provide money to the food banks and to provide food for the poor, for people who cannot afford. And that number's gotten big since February in this country because so many people are out of work, they don't have the money. Forget mortgage and the rent. They can't put food on the table to feed themselves and their children. All right? And those two federal programs, one runs out December 31st, two weeks from now. One ran out this week. And I don't even know if it's part of this little new stimulus bill they're pumping now that's gotten down to around $700 billion right now if they pass it. If that's even in there, the Republic, our, our government, our Congress, they go home Friday. The Republican Senate goes home this Friday for the holidays. Okay, they're going to eat. I fear a lot of people are not going to eat, even if they provide this money. They're going to have to get those checks out so fast so people can go to the store and buy food. All right, very simple. We are in a terrible situation. Now, we know that we have fewer jobs. We have an increase in the price of food. Big demand is the law of supply and demand. When you got a big demand for something, the price goes up. It's always been the way of the world. Um, I can't blame the stores, though, because they're not selling as much. So to keep business going, they've had to increase their prices, and they're getting away with it because people have to eat, though I can understand why they're doing it. Now you have the school situation. Most schools in this country, public schools, feed the students breakfast and lunch. They know they can't get the breakfast and lunch, bring the lunch to school nor get the breakfast at home because their parents don't have the money to feed them. So the schools have been doing, with taxpayer dollars, providing free breakfast and free lunch to these kids. Then they were home for dinner, and it was sometimes they ate, sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they ate a lot, sometimes they ate very little. But really, three meals a day at home it was is a gone, gone thing, all right? It's, uh, that's, that's the story on food insecurity. We shouldn't be in this position. The, look at the lines on t- on TV at the at the food banks and the people running the food banks saying we're running out of food by this date we're not going to have any more. And one thing I found significant in watching those lines is many of the people who are driving up and waiting three four hours to get some food. They're driving relatively new cars. They're sharp. And I'm not condemning these people. Because last year when they were working and the year before, they could afford the payments on a car. But now they can't. <laughs> and yet they drive up in these beautiful cars. I need food. And they're given the food, and they should be. 
But this is the way this whole thing has worked out. Tonight, I know a lot of people who are eating, and they are eating in Washington, D.C. Secretary of State Pompeo is throwing his Christmas party at, I guess, the, the state building or some other building in Washington. 900 people invited. Pompeo is throwing his Christmas bash. 900 people invited. Trump has had a Christmas party almost every night in the White House, different groups. Now, let me let me say this. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. There won't be any mask wearing or social distancing at a party for 900 people. All right? It's going to be black tie, too. Big deal. They're going to eat these people because i got to believe the hors d'oeuvres and the other food are going to be absolutely outstanding, as well as the alcohol. All right? Now, I'd like to know. This bothers me. And I've written about this, and I've talked about it before. Who pays for these parties? Who pays for Donald's parties? Who's paying for Pompeo's party tonight? Trump has the money to pay for his own parties, though he doesn't. And he's going to get in trouble for some, someday for writing all this stuff off, using taxpayer dollars and not claiming it as income, etc. At least Trump has the money to pay if he should be made to. Pompeo doesn't have the kind of money required to throw a party for 900 people. He doesn't have that that many nickels in his pocket. So you can bet your sweet butts that you and I, the taxpayers of America, are paying for the party for 900 people that Pompeo is throwing tonight. It's his last hurrah, just like these parties are Trump's last hurrah. This is Pompeo's last hurrah tonight with this party. Georgia and the Senate race. This is a big deal. Let me tell you, my friends. Vote Democratic. I don't care you Republicans. Everybody can deviate once in a while from what they've been doing their whole lives. This country needs two Democratic senators elected in Georgia, or it's going to be a tough road for Biden. Biden can't get anything done unless the Democrats control the House and the Senate. They got the presidency. They control the House. They need the Senate. He has the Senate. Things are going to run basically smooth. He doesn't have the Senate. Excuse what I'm going to say. It's going to be a pissing match to get everything done. All right? Now, uh, early voting started yesterday in Georgia. 1.2 million people also have asked for absentee ballots, and 200,000 have already been returned. I don't have any numbers, though, on the early in-person voting that's taken place. The Secretary of State, who's a Republican, by the way, uh, said, and I quote, it looks like we're going to have a high-interest election. We're going to have a high-interest election. If you looked at television last night and this morning, you saw long lines waiting one to two hours of people waiting to get in to vote. Amazing, isn't it? And what does that mean? That means a big turnout, all right? And I can't tell you whether most of those people were black and white. I didn't pay any attention to that. But if they come and they stand that long, they've got an X to grind, and properly so. Now, something interesting also. The Secretary of State said, people have to understand this is a runoff. Because in Georgia, when you run for an office, you've got to get 50% plus one more vote in order to be elected. If you have 50% or less... You're in a runoff with the next highest vote-getting candidate. That's why we have these runoffs for the two seats. Now, 
let's assume neither one gets the 50%. Uh, let's assume someone thinks they get screwed and they want, they want a recount. Nothing. The Secretary of State says, this is it. People have to understand. There's no runoff. There's nothing after a runoff. There's no runoff after a runoff. So whatever it is is going to be, and you're not going to have 18 million lawsuits. Peter Butchick, the mayor of South Bend, former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, presidential candidate, 38 years old, gay man, very articulate, great speaker, uh, has been nominated by President-elect Biden to be Secretary of Transportation, a very important position in the new administration because Trump, not Trump, Biden wants to go with infrastructure. We've been talking about it for 10 years. We need new roads, new bridges, new schools, et cetera. And he want, he'll get it done if he can get the Democrats and uh, Senators elected too. But the key here is when you have infrastructure, you have work. The people providing the materials to be used in the construction and the workers. And they're all getting a big dollar because these are federal contracts. Amazing how many people will find work and make a good buck. And that's what you're going to get with this guy. But we need the Democrats knocked out of the box in Georgia. That is my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, This is interesting stuff. But we're on a better track tonight than we've been for the last several weeks, I think, with Biden finally being formalized by the Electoral College. Uh, And let's see where it all goes. Thank you for joining me. Please join me again next week. In the meantime, read my blog in the morning, eWestLou.com. I write it every morning. Take you two minutes to read it. Other than that, have a good time tonight, the rest of the week. I look forward to talking with you again next week.